it's time for our Spotlight. Spotlight Site Center is the shopping center we Joining us now to discuss his business in the state of bricks and mortar retail, and Site Center's president and CEO, David Lukes. Thank you so much for being with us. We've had extensive conversations about consumer behavior, uh, companies, earnings, earnings projections. Um, let's first start with the numbers. You recently reported your, had your quarterly report and raised your full year EPS guidance. Tell us a little bit about the numbers and how do you handle all the wild cards? Well, good morning. And there has been a lot of wild cards. It's been a crazy uh, yeah. year and a half or two years. Um, I would say in general, it's kind of interesting to see the market right now because it's very difficult to be a retailer. Um, retailers are struggling with a lot of existential problems, right? They don't know when to buy inventory, how much, how much the consumer is going to adjust to the new inflation. But at the same time, there's a real shortage of retail space in the suburbs. And that's where a lot of people move during the pandemic. And the work from home environment is causing a lot more traffic to properties. So it's a little bit of a mixed bag. That's interesting because people got so accustomed to ordering on Amazon, right? But at the same time, as people moved out of the city and they got out to the outlying areas, that you get back in your car and you get out. I mean, it's not on top of each other like New York City. I mean, you could see if you, even if you're still afraid of COVID, you have the space. So are you seeing extensive demand for retail space now? Yeah, there, I mean, we've had four quarters of record leasing. Um, I think I've been in the wow. strip center space for almost 30 years, and I've never seen leasing demand like there is today. Now, how long that lasts, we'll see. But I think you have to keep two things in mind. One is that the work from home has changed people's patterns. They're simply going to the stores more frequently during the weekdays. And a lot of um, you know urban types of users like dentists and doctors and chiropractors and opticians, they're moving to suburban shopping centers because that's where their customers are now living and spending their time. The second thing, and you brought it up before, that you know a lot of a lot of ordering was through the internet. But if you look at how retailers are fulfilling those orders, they're using their store fleet as a fulfillment center, and they're starting to change how they build their stores. So the back of the house, the sorting and the distribution and the pickup space is actually taking space away from the customer location. So they're still using the store, but they're using it to fulfill it from online orders more than anything. Uh, I'll tell you, it sounds like real estate's the way to be. In the meantime, real estate itself as a category is in bear market territory. In other words, it's down 20% off of its highs. That being said, at this point now, I thought it was interesting when you said for the last four quarters, you're seeing records. It was, it was that record demand or record money? Because I did note in the notes, you had short-term leases rather than long-term and at higher rents. Yeah, the uh, the demand, I mean, is coming from tenants that are signing five and 10 year leases. So the tenants are making a bet that the consumers are going to continue to use brick and mortars. I mean, that, that certainly has been their vote and they're voting with their pens and they're signing long term leases. I think that the issue with real estate values at this point has less to do with operations because operations are fantastic. Rents are going up. Occupancy is going up. The question mark is borrowing rates. And as you know, real estate is uh, well known to use leverage. And the public companies like us tend to use much lower leverage than private companies. But the value of those future cash flows does depend on leverage. And if those costs are going up, no one's exactly sure what the values are. And I think that's why you're seeing a little bit of trepidation that, you know, in the real estate stocks. Understood, understood. So at this point now, um, we talked a little bit about retail. We talked about doctors and medical. 
um, buildings, which was something that people said from the beginning that medical or daycare, things that you must do, um, was a way to play real estate. At this point now, it's not even just retail and buying a next new uh, great summer outfit, but it's also outdoor dining and cool restaurants and experiences, right? What kind of demand? Yeah, Can you explain yeah. that? Because I want to hear about the consumer behavior. Well, I think, you know, in the retail world, there's two food groups. There's fashion and then there's everything else. And uh, the fashion usually in recessionary times has more difficulty. Our number one tenant is TJX. Um, they're our favorite tenant in the country. Uh, you know, they have mm. TJ Maxx, they have Home Goods, they have Marshalls. Uh, they have, you know, several new concepts. And they're a value-oriented retailer. Um, you could say the same thing with Target and Walmart and Publix and Harris Teeter, grocery stores, pharmacies. These are necessities that in any environment, people are still using them. And sometimes they do better in tough times because when people tighten their belts, they tend to go more discounted, less full price. You are right, by the way, that the restaurants uh, have really taken off. I think there's a post-COVID bump where all of us are sick of spending all of our calories at the grocery store. And I think we'd like to use more restaurants. And you're definitely seeing a lot of publicly traded new restaurants like Sweetgreen and Cava and Portillo's that are starting to take market share from the tenants that couldn't make it through COVID, which tended to be, you know, the local uh, mom and pop operators. Yeah. Just one quick question. Um, you know, you mentioned TJX is a major uh, player in your in your real estate. And Target, for example, has to redo its inventory. Too much of this, not enough of that. Are you worried about what they're bringing in and how they do it? I mean, are they suffering? Because they've had to lower the numbers because they've had to rejigger. Yeah. What they have. I mean, yeah. are you finding that with TJX or other retailers that's struggling a little bit with that? Well, TJ also had a report recently that they did really well, but that that was somewhat of an outlier. I think a lot of retailers like Target are are struggling with how much inventory to buy in an environment where no one exactly knows how well the consumer is going to hold up. Right. Uh, and I do think that their margins are going to come under pressure. I think a lot of retailers are dealing with with big price increases on their on their goods, but also remember. Their two biggest costs besides inventory are rent, which is going up, and employee salaries, which are going up. So I do think the margins are going to be under pressure. The one thing you have to remember from the real estate side is that 99.5% of our rent is contractual. We don't share in their profits, and we don't share in their lack of profits. And that's different from Europe or Asia or even here with the fashion malls. The discount-oriented open-air properties are a fixed-rent business. and so. It, it matters less how profitable they are as long as they really make it over the long term. So a quarter to quarter really doesn't right. affect our rental interest. Right, and it's my understanding they're all paying now. It was a brief time that these retailers stopped paying their rent, but they were right back to paying. Good to see you, David. Thank you. You David too. David Lukes, Thank you President for your time. and CEO of Site Centers. Thanks.